What if it's not about a building? What if it's not about stained glass or steeples? What if it's about just Jesus? All right, guys, so we've talked about how to pray, and we've touched on bits and pieces of when to pray, but I want to dial this in, and I want to know what the expectation is and what I need to be doing, and just really figure out when we pray. I love that. That's a great question. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right, Corey, we're really going to be leaning on you on this <laughs> one, man. As we all look to Corey like... <laughs> oh, man, this is this is something so good and... and so needful in our lives as as Christians because it's the one thing that displays our faith. It's the one thing that ensures that we have a relationship with Him. Yeah, we've talked about, you know, meeting that expectation and doing what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not my thing, but I want to do what the expectation of God is. You know, where Where did Jesus set the mark for us to follow in praying and what that looks like? Yeah, so many, I guess, would not really think about it or or you may know or may not know, but Jesus, many times he stepped away and isolated himself to pray. Even even on the last uh, episode we did or before that, when we talked about Jesus walking on the water, Right. You know, right before that, that great miracle of him walking on the water, on the waves, it literally said that he stepped away from the apostles, stepped away from all of the people and all of the crowd and went up into a mountain alone to pray. Wow. Then that says everything, right? So Savannah, to put you on the spot. Like, what's your praying routine look like now? Or, or do you even have one? I don't have a routine, per se. And, you know, I've said before, like, I feel like I would come to God in prayer to ask for something. And that was kind of a big struggle. But now I don't have a specific routine of when I do. And that's kind of where I'm at, too. If I'm, if I'm driving or if I just have that moment and I think about it, I try to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't set an alarm or think every time I roll out of bed, I got to start praying because... I, I, I've said before, I think that feels awkward and it's like, okay, I just got up. Let me go pray real quick. Get that out of the way. You know, I, I don't, I don't want that feeling. Putting your feet in your slippers. And- yeah. right. Let me do some crunches and some push-ups and pray real quick. If I did all that on a rhythm, routine every morning, I'd be set, I guess. But yeah. I think that is what it is supposed to be. Like the crunches and the push-ups too. <laughs> whatever it is that that you can kind of get your mindset into a routine. Because if it doesn't become a routine, then then it won't it won't be a reality. And, and that makes sense. It does. So just like you would, I mean, I'm sure you don't feel like saying, hey, "I got to go get those push-ups in." Got to go run those three miles this morning. You know, that's not something that we naturally normally feel like doing. Mm -hmm. We feel like doing exact opposite. But in order to do it, you make it a routine. I like the idea of starting your day and ending your day in prayer. I think that that... You know, I know when we you know do the podcast or have our Bible study, I'm so energized after talking about Jesus and yeah. God. So, I mean, starting your day that way would 
I could see be beneficial. Yeah, and it's like, it really is like sharpening. Um, if you could just imagine a pencil for a minute, I know that's funny, but if you could imagine a pencil and the inside lead being your spirit and the outer wooden would be you. Mm-hmm. And the more you can sharpen it and run back your fleshy ways and the things that you don't want to do and don't want to discipline yourself to do that has to do with God, like praying, all that would be sharpened back for your spirit to be more exposed. And every time you pray, every time you do something that interacts with God, it's sharpening. And so the more you can do it, the more often you can do it. Sometimes in the mornings, you know, I'll pray. I may roll out of bed or, you know, go into a separate room. But always at some point in the morning before I leave the house, I pray. And then afterwards, even before the next time you pray. What do you pray about in the morning? I I thank God. being nosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I thank God for another day, first and foremost. It, it sounds probably something like this. Father, I, I thank you so much for another day. I, I thank you for a new mercy. I thank you for all of your many blessings and my life. I thank you for health and strength. I thank you for my family, for my kids, uh, for my home, and all of my possessions, the, the things that I have, but I also recognize God to say, none of it's mine. None of it. Mm-hmm. Not my life, not my home, not my kids, not my job, and especially none of my battles, the things that I worry about, none of my worries. None of that is ours, and we're only channels. We're only vessels being used whenever God sees fit. So I'm just like, this day is yours, God, and I just want to give it all to you and thank you for every blessing. And then I talk about um, some friends, uh, some people in the church, as the church of a whole. Across the world, all believers, I ask God, please bless them. Please bless all believers and help us all to rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and to be a light to this world. And if there's chains on your children and on the people, uh, help us be chain breakers. Man, I, I like that. And if you take it just to our normal morning especially through the week, man, I wake up and I think, gosh, all right, I got to get the kids together. I got to get to work and I got to go to work today. I can't wait till Saturday. You know, we just breeze through the week waiting on that day. We don't have anything to do. But what you said, man, is every morning you're, you're thanking God for that day. You're appreciative of that day to start with. And man, that puts you in a whole different mindset. Just like when we record this podcast, Savannah said it's word washing. We do it in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I feel great all day. Oh, yeah. And people just, a lot of people don't know in the world, 
what kind of life it will ignite, Mm -hmm. what kind of spirit, what kind of positivity that it opens up because truly it's like that's what we're made to do. Mm -hmm. We're made to be connected and interact with the Father and the Creator. So what is it K-Love does with, is it 30 days of Christian music only or they, they do something like that, right? Oh, I'm sure they do it. I haven't specifically heard that. Yeah, I feel like I heard it or I heard someone talking about it. But imagine if we, Savannah, let's say we challenge each other to do 30 days of prayers every morning. Okay, game on. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious of what, how that changes my perspective on the day to day. Me too. Okay, start today. Well, tomorrow, obviously. Well, I, I tell up. you what. So we're, we're we record this a couple couple of weeks ahead of time. So we're days away from the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Let's start on the first. Okay. Bam. And, and let's see how it goes. Talk about New Year's so, resolutions. Hey, no doubt. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I know. And not just that. I know Stephen and I are super competitive. Hey, I might try some of the push-ups and crunches while I'm doing those prayers, too. Hey, and I mean, if you want to make a competition out of, you know, praying and hey. doing things for God, anything that you can do to get yourself into that rhythm, into that pattern, that's what it's all about. Well, and I didn't I didn't mean it as a competition. Actually, I meant it just someone to hold each other accountable and to be able to talk about it in 30 days. Let's see see how it's changed our life or our relationship with God. But not only that, I want to see in 30 days, will I decide, ah, you know what? It wasn't for me. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it, but it's possible, right? Yeah, I'm if curious. You, if, if you do decide that <laughs> and you do feel that way, you might want to reconsider all of this Just Jesus stuff and all of the church thing and all of your life. Right, but, but if I don't go in thinking that... I, I can see it from both sides. Yeah, yeah, sure. But by no means do I think that's going to be the outcome of this. But <laughs> I, I do want to put it out there that if sure. it is, I'll tell them. And and I'll, yeah, be honest. And I love that. I, I love it that mm-hmm. it, it just, it is what it is with you. And, and you know, you don't want to do things just because everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. But there is a, probably a good reason that why most Christians, this is what they do. You know, this is not just what we do sitting here in this podcast or we're talking about. This is what men did hundreds of years ago through the biblical times. And like we've talked about Daniel before, Mm -hmm. praying three times a day in the morning and in the evening and and before bed. You know, um, even when we pray, even when you wake up and you literally and by the way, I don't just say a prayer as I'm going through the house. I actually set this time aside. And even as hard as it is to get up a little earlier to make time to pray and not just pray, but get down on my knees and on my face to really pray and talk to the Father and thank Him because I just realized now that I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for him. Well, and how do you think that would feel if you quit doing it? It's just like working out. <laughs> yeah. Literally. You're going to get out of shape? How, yes. How does it feel when you stop going to the gym, when, you, when you've when you started this great routine that makes you feel so good 
and then you stop. You know what's funny about that though? Like you when, stop. whenever you quit working out, you don't instantly feel weak. Mm-mm. You feel strong. You feel as strong as you ever have for weeks, for you're, months. You're right. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror or you're trying to push something or move something. You're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> where, where did those abs go? Where did those muscles go? Why can I not pick this up? Anymore? Yeah. And why then, don't I want to get off this couch? <laughs> right. And then you go to the gym. Then you're trying to fix it. And you realize, holy smokes, I've lost everything. I'm back at the foundation, the root of where I started, maybe worse when I started. Yeah, I'm back to the old drawing yeah. board. So that's just like our relationship with God whenever we do this. That's huge. It sure is. You can, looking at his face, you could tell he had, it's hit him. Oh, now that that I've experienced. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not been too long ago. I was in the worst shape I've probably ever been in my whole life. I think it's, <laughs> this is. <laughs> but and one day you just look in the mirror and you said, what happened? Yeah. I think it's everything that's good. Everything is what God wants for us. You know, there's potentials for all of our bodies. Mm-hmm. To to a capacity for it to be as great as it can be, as strong as it can be, as enduring as it can be, and full of stamina. And those are things that you know God wants for us, and we choose that. And I think I think it's funny because I was thinking about you know when when you go to the gym. Let's just step off on that for a minute. When you go to the gym. When you start working out and lifting weights, what do you want most to project or protrude out of your body? Strength. Strength and... Confidence. Muscle. Muscle. Yeah. Well, confidence comes, <laughs> come, comes with that too. And the thing that I thought of is John said... John the Baptist? The Baptist, okay. yes. He said, I must decrease that Jesus must increase. Break that down for me. Yeah. Like, it must be less and less about me. The human fleshy stuff. Yes. I must become smaller, Mm -hmm. and Jesus must become greater in my life. (gasps) Showing more of him. And I just just thought, wow, we go to the gym, and we, we work out, and we want these you know, muscles to start showing and that cut and that rip to start showing. What if it was the same for us working out our faith? What do we want to project out of us? And it's Jesus. And I got this picture of of like holding up your arm, flexing your muscle, and Jesus just coming out, oozing out of your body in every aspect of your life because you are exercising your faith. Dude, so I tell my kids all the time when I walk around, you know, I've got a, it, it's it's developing, but it's it's still dad bod. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, dad, your stomach. Or actually they call it a belly now, not a stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I tell them, I said, oh, there's a six packs under there. They just covered up with a little bit of fat. They're still there. So, but the same thing, you know, Jesus is in us. Yes. We've asked Jesus to be in us. We just have to shed all that outer layers around him to show him. And you literally have two monsters in you at all points. I know there's a lot of scenarios talking about, you know, 
the good one, the evil one. Uh, the uh, angel and the devil on your shoulder? Yeah. The, yeah, the, that's it. The, good the, one. The good wolf, the evil wolf, and, you know. <laughs> wolf? <laughs> I, it, it's a thing. If we're going to make fun of my miracles, I got to call you out on wolf. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you say? Wolf? Wolf. Wolf, <laughs> wolf. wolf. <laughs> but anyways, well, so I'm thinking like this. There is two things inside of you, and one is the flesh, mm-hmm. and one is the spirit. And Paul the Apostle said that in his members, in his body, he found the perfect law of liberty, freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's Jesus, and it's the spirit, and it's everything that's representative of God that is in your body. Once you receive Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. This this liberation, this freedom, it's what we all want and what we all need, even if we don't even know we need it. So then in this same body, there is everything that's fleshy, everything that's naturally thinking and logically thinking and pretty much calculating God right out of the equation mm-hmm. and your worries and your cares and all that sort of thing. And Paul said this, when he did do good, evil was present with him mm-hmm. and it's in us. And as much as you do good and you strive to do good, just like working out, to strengthen and to show what this body was really made for and created for and could move to such a capacity and of strength and stamina and all of these good things. Once you stop, the flesh is just going to overtake you and and you're going to feel more tired and you're going to want to just stay on the couch and you're not going to want to run. You're not going to want to do these things. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to pray. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to go out in the streets and be a witness. You don't want to do all these things. And it's because most people will say, well, that's embarrassing, or I'd hate to do that, or blah, blah, blah. But really what it is is that Your body is first and foremost naturally going against the spirit. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've established that morning prayer is not required, but I mean, I obviously agree that I'm going to try it. I think it's probably a good start of the day. I think it is required. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Uh, You say that without putting you on the spot, is there a scripture that tells us that, or is that just a... Well, there is a scripture, uh, first of all, in all things give thanks, God says, Mm -hmm. all things. And this really is probably more than you bargained for, uh, Stephen, but the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray Mm -hmm. always. So really just to give you a <laughs> okay give you, <laughs> you <got> just, me. <laughs> just to give you just to give you a little idea like I was saying even in the morning when I pray and I get down on my knees and I set that time aside whatever that is you know whatever it is for you whatever you can do uh 
doing it is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Putting your body in a place to where it's it's set aside to do something that connects you to the Father. It doesn't matter all about what you say or how you say it. You know, if you don't have a ton of words that you can come up with, you know, that's okay. God doesn't care about that. All that God cares about is that you're talking to him. If you got down every morning and said, God, I thank you for another day. Forgive me for the things where I've fallen short. And thank you for everything you do. And even if you wanted to ask God to bless your friends or your family or, you know, the church or the world or the leaders or whatever you do. Do it every day, and it's like muscle memory. But the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, starting at 16, I'll just maybe read to 18. It says, rejoice always. I mean, we we need like a sound or a drum or, or something like. <laughs> you know, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but I just didn't want us to be another person, another group of people saying, you have to do this without telling them why or without something else. We're not telling you that. We're just relaying what the Bible said. Well, I just, I have a real problem with that anyways. I don't, I don't appreciate anybody just walking around saying you have to do this and cramming something down your throat and, Mm -hmm. and, and telling somebody they have to do it because everybody does it and all that. I I don't want to do that at all. I want to, I want us to be able to come to everybody uh, genuinely mm-hmm. to say and talk about and shed some light on why people do it. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. And that's why Savannah's here. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Sound again. That's why we're all here for the, <laughs> for the same reasons that you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got morning prayer. And obviously it's not practical for the normal person to pray all day. Well, Yeah, well, let me just read this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, man. It just says, uh, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And my thing is, is because there's a lot of little things that you could share with this, but I I just want to say... Don't freak out when you hear pray continually or pray without ceasing. You know, what I really believe that means in my heart is that you get on a routine mm-hmm. and you don't stop. Yeah, that I I get, I can grasp that yeah, concept. Like, like if you're thinking about, you know, just praying every second, every moment of your life, you know, in, in a lot of ways, that's not possible. So really, it's just like when you get this routine, when you start, do it without ceasing and, and do it continually. And even when I'm not down on my knees throughout the day, just in my everyday life, so many times in the car, I will just talk with God, mm-hmm. you know, say a little prayer, just 
pray and and thank God and talk to God and and you know thank you for this beautiful day God thank you that we have grace thank you for your spirit thank you for everything you do man Corey I'm so glad you put it that way because man praying continuously sounds intimidating oh yeah it does all right so let's move on let's let's talk about meals mm-hmm. are we required to say grace or say prayer why is it called grace do we is it is it a different type of prayer than normal prayer uh yeah i mean the name is is not really i mean we all know that grace is just the undeserved favor of god mm-hmm. you know that's the the whole big picture of the new testament that's what when jesus came to this earth and died on that cross you know and resurrected on the third day gave does, us life that is grace in itself side note does anybody else think when they say grace do they think of national lampoons the blessing <laughs> <laughs> i think of that every time we should say grace i want to say the blessing <laughs> and that's another thing the blessing why why do we have different names for it if it's just a prayer well, many times it has different reasons. Like if you pray, like that verse said, in all things, give thanks. Mm-hmm. What would be more powerful to pray over than the thing that you have to have to live, which is food? Mm-hmm. Every time you eat, you should say a prayer. Every big thing you do in life Every big decision you make in life, you should pray and acknowledge God. The Bible says, in all things, acknowledge Him. Well, I, I guess that makes sense. But what is the expectation, in, in your, your opinion, or based on what you've gathered through life and, and doing this as, as long as you have, are we required to do that every meal? Is it when it's convenient? Is it when we're by ourselves or is it when we're in a group of people or if we're just trying to make a show of it at the restaurant? What is the requirement? <laughs> I've always wondered, like, what what is that? Right. Well, no, nothing, nothing is a, a mandatory. And especially, I don't believe in any time, in any domestic capacity where where you're around people should you ever make somebody feel uncomfortable I, I think you should pray and I think you know if you're around that gathering and of people that that like to pray or even there's so many ways to do it like you could pray silently you could uh, bow your head and close your eyes and pray by yourself if you're with people. Or you could, if according to what the setting is and according to who the people are, you could say, hey, let's have a prayer and somebody lead the prayer. But there are many people, I believe, sadly, that do pray openly just for not good reasons. But then again, I'm not the judge, and anytime you can do anything to show some communication with God, 
the divine, I think that in many ways that could help people when we don't even know it. Even if we're praying in the wrong terms or for the wrong reason, it's still praying, right? It's still praying. Mm-hmm. It, that's the same thing. You know, Paul said if the word is being preached in contention, if people were doing it just for a show, if people were doing it just for money, if people were doing it, you know, for not good reasons, if Jesus is being talked about, it is good. And even though somebody meant it for bad, somebody else could get their life changed. You know, it's like they say bad publicity is still publicity. Yes. Right. Here's something in Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from among you. So that's... In other words, like, you shall serve the Lord your God. Well, Mm -hmm. serving God, first of all, you cannot serve God without praying. You got to communicate. You, it's like being in a marriage. If I am married to my wife, but if I never communicate with her, yeah, am I really married? Mm-hmm. You know, are we really in a relationship? And I'm sure that that's what God thinks uh, with great mercy piled up on top of it to his children and with his children. If you are my child and we never talk, then you're my child, but I would love to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. So Savannah, not to put you on the spot, but... Mm -hmm. But to put you on the spot. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Absolutely. Okay. Can you recap everything we've taken in? Because this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. So where where do we stand? What, what's your opinion on what we've taken in so far? Okay. So what I've gathered so far is that we should start each day with prayer. Um, you know, for many reasons. One, to build your faith and connect with God. And then that's going to actually help improve my day. And then, from, and we're doing a thirty-day challenge. That's right. And then, from what he just said, it sounds like we should be saying grace before meals because God is blessing our food. Yeah, a hundred percent. And let me say right here too: many times you pray, and you're thanking God not only for the food, but asking God to bless it to the nourishment of your body. And, and that's another thing I was going to ask you. So there's there's certain key token words and phrases that everyone uses when they say grace or the blessing or or the the prayer before the meal. Yeah, yeah. What's the requirement? What do we what do we have to say? Do you or, need or, to include anything specific in there? <laughs> I mean, I I've, I've heard <laughs> there bless this food for the nourishment of our bodies. Yep. Bless the hands that made it. Oh yep. yeah. Thanks everybody for being at the table. Thanks um Oh, shucks. I mean, I've heard people tell God to keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> That's you. No, no fingers this way. But yeah. So it, what is what is the requirement or, or maybe not requirement, but what is the expectation in, of us? 
that that's one of the main two things that that can never hurt to to throw into your prayer is first of all you're praying and thanking God first and foremost for the food because there's a lot of people in the world without it mm-hmm. that's true and the next thing is you're just asking God to help it to do what it needs to do for your body, to nourish your body, to um, give it what it needs. Because we don't really understand how priceless good health is. But now on the other spectrum of that, taking it a little light, I can't eat pizza every meal and just pray pray that, that it works as vegetables, right? <laughs> <laughs> or even worse than that, you know, ice cream or or some kind of chocolate right. treat that, that you may eat all the time. I don't I, w- I wonder if everybody prays for that before they eat. Right. It. It's so good. <laughs> please let these empty calories just do something for me. <laughs> God, please bless this gluttony to obviously help me lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Obviously that's on the light side and really just kind of poking fun at the whole the whole thing. But what you said is a hundred percent on point. And I, I agree with that. And, and my full truth is, man, I get on, there's a lot of pressure doing that at a table full of people. And I forget all that stuff. Yeah. I end up yeah. saying something like, God, keep doing what you're doing and, and end things. But it Which is, is important. okay. Thank you. That's, that was important yeah. as well there, but it is important to say all those things that we should say. And also if we don't say them, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but you definitely do need to. It it only it only can benefit your soul. Man, and that's that's the key. Wow. That's the key and the ticket at the same time. The you kick know. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kick it. I kick it. Oh but man. Yeah, that's the ticket though. That's that's I, it. I think about this too in Matthew. We we've talked about this. We we talked about um Right before Jesus walked on the water in Matthew's account, it talks about feeding the 5,000. Mm-hmm. And, and he feeds them with the miraculous two fish and five loaves, which was a child's lunch, by the way, that was just there in the crowd. And what I, what I just want to get to is the fact that in Matthew 14 and 19, Jesus, he orders the crowd to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, the food, and he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Mm-hmm. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. So if Jesus is saying a blessing before food. Yeah. Then we should totally do it. A hundred percent. I agree. All right. So the last question I got, we got the morning and we got before meals. What about bedtime? Bedtime is one of the most uh, strategic times, I think, for God, for you to really like make it a point, make it a plan and not only for you, but I think at night is is the time that everybody in the house is up. Everybody's getting ready to go to bed. And if it's just you or if you have a family, 
if you have kids, I think that it would be good to bring all of your family and gather wherever you want to, but around the bed, you know, I, I, my whole life and in, in my childhood, my dad would call us in around his and my mother's bed into their bedroom. And we would all kneel down as a family, as a unit by the bed and pray. And he would normally lead the prayer. And the Bible talks about um, Christ being head of the church, but also the husband being head of the wife, head of the family, head of the, the spiritual leader of the home. That's what it's supposed to look like. A lot of people don't talk about that much in this day. And, you know, whether you get on different strengths of the males and the females and who can do what and who should be doing what, there is an order in the eyes of God for a husband and a wife. I think as long as somebody in the house is taking that spiritual lead, I I think if anybody is, even if it's a child, if somebody's taking it, that's only going to benefit that whole house and everyone's going to move forward in their relationship with God and maybe on their own time. Yes, but in God's eyes, right? initially, the whole plan of the whole kit That's and caboodle. Ideal situation. That is the ideal situation. Okay. That's what it's supposed to look like if you have if you have a father, if you have a mother, if you have children and a family under the same roof. That's that's the prototype. So like if if Hallmark was making Bible stories, that's what it would look like. That's what it would look like. Okay. And if you watch Hallmark, that's probably what it looks like. <laughs> it is. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's that's awesome. Um, but it is also good, like you said, this is the time that the Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. Like, it's also good if you want and help your children to learn how to pray. This is the time as they're young and if they won't, they won't, but continue to ask them and help them get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you like to lead prayer? And they learn so much just by watching us. Yes. And it doesn't matter what they say. If they're talking to God, it doesn't matter. Like, like you, God, just keep doing what you're doing. It doesn't matter what it looks like. The point to God is that you're talking to him. If if my two-year-old, like I've said before, if my two-year-old comes in the room and talks with me, even though he don't have a great vocabulary right now, but he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. That's my kid. That's my son. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is with with us and with God. It's not so important about saying all the right things or saying the biggest words and trying to be so proper and sophisticated and making long, drawn-out prayers. That is not what God cares about. God cares about your heart connecting 
with his heart and you knowing him and him knowing you because you belong to him and he belongs to you. And there's nothing stronger of a bond than as much as possible through your day to wake and say, thank you, God. Hello. Give him your heart. And throughout the rest of the day and the night, thank him, talk to him, connect with him, commune with him. And it will only make your faith stronger and your relationship with him unbreakable. There's power in prayer. Be blessed.